What's going on, golf addicts? It's the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am betting show outrights, talking top 20s. What do we do at Pebble Beach now that everything's different? All that good stuff coming. We're also going to spin the punishment wheel of punishments Whew. at the end of the show for the to determine the penalty that the season-long loser, me or Pat, will have to do. And boy, we got some zingers on the wheel tonight. You're not going to want to miss that at the end. Pat, what happened at Torrey Pines at the Farmers? Well, a certain Frenchman won. Paid on Machu. What? 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 Producer Machu. Machu Pavon. Machu. Tony's uh <laughs> Tony's been working on new toys. God uh, bless you. God bless you. Yes. God bless you, Tony. Um, yeah, I mean, what a what a victory there for Machu. I mean, I had him on the betting card two weeks ago. Does that give me like partial credit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I um I, you know, everybody can say this. Like, I, I was actually really close to putting him on the card, but of course I couldn't pull the trigger. What a wild start. To, it just keeps getting weirder. We're going to talk about whether or not we think that continues this week at AT&T. Uh, but, you know, producer Tony does have new toys, and he's messing around with the soundboard. And, you know, Tony, you've got, uh, you got, you got some surprise. Do you have any surprises for us tonight, or are you going to kind of like just throw them in there when you can? I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a few in there when I can. So obviously I've got Pavon, Machu, and then I've got the quick version of that Machu. Bless you. Um, <laughs> I've also got one from a couple shows ago. Pavon, oh, Machu. Wrong button. If I'm not leaving <laughs> this building until there's a finger yeah. up my ass. Now that was actually about UDB. Goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, these are the things. These are the things that I don't like about having a producer. Now I love Tony, but these things are taken out of context. And um, <laughs> listen, Tony, don't 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 give me. I don't want to. I don't want you. To, I want you to surprise me with them now. I don't want you to give any more secrets. Yeah, don't don't give them don't give them all away. The other two. So here's what I here's what I want to do. The other two, they're they're easy ones to to figure out. We've got Hisatunsie. <laughs> one of each. One of each. One of each, one of each for that. You said it different. Hisatunsie. <laughs> Your DB sounds like uh, Chappelle from the Player Haters Ball. So, what I want to do, listener. <laughs> YouTubers throw in the comments here some of the the drops that we need to have that I need to have on this board. DB Pat, you guys can give me suggestions too. I'm going to be doing all kinds of like extra listening to today's show and just taking all kinds of stuff out of context, mixing stuff together that you guys probably didn't even say and throwing it on this board, but those are the ones that I have right now. So just five, keeping it light for right now, but as we go throughout the year, I'll uh I'll uh, accumulate accumulate that's the word i'm looking yeah. for accumulate yeah. uh i will accumulate some different drops and then we can add them add them in during the shows let me tell you the drops are certainly going to be much better when we can do a live show at eight o'clock with you know some podcast juice and whatever else Dude, I've, so. I've got me some real podcast juice tonight. i'm going with a hazy ipa right now nice i got a little pilsner going it's a good one first first mm. time i've had this one it's really good what's it called it's called um, Euphonia. 
<laughs> hey, boy. You phone your mama yet? Yes, yeah. I phone you for a pilsner. Listen, um, one of the funniest parts of my Thursday, or no, Wednesday, because it was such a, wasn't it, wasn't that? Yeah, one of the funniest parts of my Wednesday was somebody in the nut hut. I think it was Pilk, Pilk 22, who's back, back in the hut. A lot of you guys leave for football season and then you come back and, you know, you always come back. It's all right. We, we welcome you with open arms. I think it was Pilk. Like 20 minutes into the golf on Wednesday, posted in the nut hut. He's like, I've used the Pat scent. He, he, he patented it, Pat scent, like accent. I've used it. I've used the Pat scent like no less than 20 times to say, here's a tune, Here's a tune, that even Not sounded just, a little more refined, right it there. It did. I didn't. I didn't remember it being like. I think Tony found another. You yeah. said it multiple ways, but that one is great. I, I just died laughing at that one. Um. Anyway, yeah, Matt. Uh, Matthew Pavon uh, does does the thing. Matthew. <laughs> I just. It's a wild year. We're, we're not going to talk about it a ton. We're going to move on, um, because we got a lot to cover. We're going to get into the season long bet stuff. Danny, people are asking in the chat about Danny Woodhead's appearance. Danny Woodhead is making an appearance on the DFS show this week, so you're going to want to check that out, as well as we're going to drop some additional Danny Woodhead content because Danny was ready to talk it up today when we spoke. So we had a long conversation about the state of professional golf, PGA Tour, Live, and Danny, has, Danny is a golf addict, 100% golf addict. Watches it, plays it, loves it, thinks about it, dreams about it. All of it loves it. And Danny had a lot of takes, a lot of takes on professional golf. So we're going to drop that maybe on Friday. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I wasn't able to be on there because yeah. you messed up the times. It's your fault. No, Danny did not specify a.m. or p.m. I've never texted a podcast guest and, and they've been like 830 or 9. And he meant a.m. Like no one's yeah. ever done that for us. Yeah, well, it happened now. So it's got to be it's got to be on your brain. We're the tour junkies. We have a blind squirrel mascot. Like, how many AM podcasts do you think we're doing? Yeah. Over under for the year is one. I would bet the under. True. Can I help you? I'm ready to move on if you are, Pat. Are you? No, I thought you had another thing you wanted to talk. Did you already talk about the wheel spin? Yeah, I've already teased oh, you that. Did? Okay. Oh, so it's time to talk some swannies. <laughs> Listen, DB, did you know? That this water bottle right here can make a t-shirt. Shut up. It can Shut make up. a t-shirt. I've got it on right here. The goat, the tiger Dude, look goat. At that. The tiger goat t-shirt from Swanee's. Dude, that's a murdered out tiger goat. It's freaking awesome. It feels great. I mean, and it's made with water bottles, man. I mean, if you if, if you've ever questioned whether or not you're doing good for the environment. Well, you should just buy Swannies. All what right? kind of wizardry do they use to make T-shirts out of water bottles? I have no clue. I have no clue. But you know what? If you use the discount code TJ25, you get 25% off, and you can keep, keep going back, going again and again and again. Mm. It's like going back to the bar for more beers. You could just keep going and going and going and getting another shot, and they're never going to cut you off. They're never going to tell you to go home. So you don't have to. Use TJ25. Swannies is awesome, by the way. I love the fact they've got a lot of good women's stuff. They got mm -hmm. juniors, those yeah. kind of things. They got just, I mean, I got that pullover that you had on last week, which was awesome. The Van Dyke. 
I can't wait to wear that thing when we're out in Arizona next week because it looks like it's going to be a little bit chilly. Yeah. I'm going to need it. Yeah. Um, so TJ25, Swannies. By the way, what do you think they could make out of this beer can? Dude, they might have made this polo. They might have made this polo because this is a Swannies polo. And I like this because it's got like the little subtle hits on the – you know what this mm -hmm. part of the, shirt, of the shirt is called, Pat? What is that called? Do you know what that's called? The the lower collar? Yes, it's don't say. <laughs> it's called the placket oh yeah the placket you learned Dude, that when you were i love a good stiff placket like i, I like a mm. structure in the collar and in the placket you know what i mean placard my bad see i don't even know what it is placard that's right i love a lot of structure right here so i, I like that anyway this is polos from swanies well yeah. done pat you know the people always want more ad reads from you so we're gonna try to deliver that's what we're trying to do yeah, well, I mean, I love Swanee stuff. It's awesome anyway. So I should let everybody know, too. I want to remind everybody in the Discord, to, uh, the Wednesday night chat, we're going to have Byron, the Model Maniac, as a guest chatter for at least the first hour. If he sticks around for the rest of the shenanigans that go down after that, we'll, we'll see. But Model Maniac Byron will be in there. He's been uh, – apparently I heard you guys really crushed it in Showdown this week. Shout out to our boy Chris Draper, I think new, uh, new Nut Hut member. Won a showdown contest, won like 4,000 on showdown uh, the other day. So good job on Chris. Byron's been helping a lot in that department, and uh, he's going to be with us chatting it up on Wednesday nights. For a lot of these big signature events and majors, we're trying to have, we got a bunch of guest chatters lined up in the Discord to go along with me and Pat on Wednesday night. So you don't want to miss that. All right, let's, let's get to it, Pat. Let's talk about it. The okay. ATT Pebble Beach Pro Am. Now, I want to ask you, like, this is, my morning got kind of hijacked by Danny's scheduling issues and miscommunication. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to do a whole lot before the first look show today. I did the first look show with the, with the crew. It was a good time, but like, this is just weird, right? This is just a weird pebble week. We're, we're used to a full field. We're used to, you know, three courses, Larry, the cable person with his gut hanging out and Ray Romano and Bill Murray looking mm -hmm. slightly uh, manic. And it's just, a, you know, three courses. Yeah. F a cut after 54 holes. It's just going to look different. It's not the U.S. Open. It's not going to be the U.S. Open 2019 at Pebble where Gary Woodland won. It's, but it's not going to be what it has been. And now it's stacked. The field is the field is as stacked as it can get for the PJ Tour, especially now that Freaking Terrell Hatton, who's on my season-long team, and the Nut Hut is gone. God. Anyway, like, how different do you see this plan? Like the last four or five years, your winning score has been in that eighteen to twenty under category. We are looking to get some serious weather coming in. Uh, that's something to monitor. I mean, even though we're not going to have like necessarily a wave advantage uh, because they're going to be split eighty guys split up on two courses. Um, there is an advantage to playing Spyglass or Pebble in biblical weather if they get it. Right now, it looks like it's all projected to go down on Wednesday night. But if that starts to move or carry into Thursday, we could see delays. We're definitely going to see ball in hand. I can tell you that. The tour is so fast to, to do lift, clean, in place in soft conditions. They did it last week at Torrey, and it rained on Monday. And then they did it on Wednesday. Uh, this is it's like figuring out what's going to take place. And then you throw all into all of that, the four winners we've had so far in four weeks. Like, why, what are we even doing? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think we're probably for one, I think we're going to get a, a short odds winner this week. You think I so? I do think so. Now, are you just saying that because like, it, it feels cool to be like, 
oh, uh, you know, everything's going to get right. You know, my everything's going to shake no. up just the way. It's, it's all going to get back to where it's supposed to be. The world's going to start revolving on its axis again. Like, well, I think the odds in general would tell you that eventually, yeah, this should happen. That we should get, especially in a field like this where you've got you know such great players that are playing. I don't, you know, I don't mind that it's a little bit different. We always talk, go into this week talking about how terrible the field is and slow play and the amateurs and how stupid some of it is and whatever else. But this tour, this tournament's been around a long, long time, and they're finally getting a lot of good players here. You know, so, which I think is great. The amateurs are only going to play two days. So the scoring, I do think, will be better those first two days because it's like we saw at the American Express. You got easier pin positions. They can't put them in, like, the most difficult spots. But then when you get to Saturday and Sunday, they can, you know, they can get it a lot tougher at Pebble Beach because they'll have three rounds at Pebble Beach and one round at Spyglass. So I think that yeah, I do kind of like it. This year, I I'm interested to see how it plays. Um, I would say it's probably going to be a mix between how a U.S. Open might play at Pebble and and you know what you would see at a normal AT&T you know Pebble Beach. So we'll say like how about this? Gary Woodland won at 13 under. Uh, I would say I bet you instead of like 20 under winning this golf tournament, you probably in that 15 under range wins this golf tournament. Really? Now maybe even less than that with this weather. I don't know. Maybe it is more like a you know 12, 13 under. Well, so, I, I don't think the weather, I mean, unless it affects Thursday morning, to me, I think it's going to play easier. It's going to be soft. There's a lot of rain coming. Wednesday, rain on Thursday and Friday. It's just like Wednesday, I'm looking right now, the winds on Wednesday in the late afternoon gusting up to 45 miles an hour with sustained winds at 30 on Wednesday afternoon into the evening. If that I mean, think put, of that carries into some of the Thursdays and Fridays. I don't think they'll play in wind at 47 miles an hour. No, they won't. But what I'm saying is if you even have – it's just because it's softer it doesn't dude. necessarily mean this course is going to be that much easier. With the smallest greens on tour, you still got to hit good golf shots into these greens. Yeah, you do. I, I, just, think, so, I, I, I just think if they're not firmed up, these guys are going to be able to – attack a little more without as much penalty um you know and and it's it's got a high fairway hit percentage right here this this place really neuters the the bomb the bombers everybody's yeah. going to be hitting fairways i mean i was looking at average driving distance even at the u.s open version where they stretched the course out a little bit and rory's average driving distance for the week was like 284 you know woodlands was yeah. 273 so i mean this place really will neuter you no matter what um do you and, know what you're already seeing though is this this thought pro this you know like because it's such you know you got 80 people 80 players the odds are gonna be like they are like you're gonna see a brian Harmon at 80 to one or gosh. some weird you're gonna see weird numbers because what else are they gonna do it's gonna be it's like the DraftKings score the, the way they price DraftKings. it's gonna be soft as hell eric yeah. cole's gonna be 7400 super soft yeah because that's just that's what we have this week in this in this type of field. You're going to have to get used to that, and don't think just because you're getting some number, you know, some crazy number that you've had a you got a great bet because it's just not the same as having 150 people in the field. Yeah, it is. It is nice though to have. I mean, you mentioned Brian Harmon, like we're, we're well, yeah, that uh, range, but like it's nice to have a guy with his skill set that that should translate well to Pebble, who's a major champion at 80 to one. Like that feels nice. It does, um, but doesn't it also? make you think 
that the books are obviously know something that it's probably going to be a shorter odds person up in here that's winning because of the fact that no, they're offering. That, I don't know. That is insane. I you are you are not the first person to say that today. I just the books don't know Jack. Nobody knows Jack. The first four weeks of this just week. because of the, it's the first four weeks are not a trend for the whole year. Every single week for the last for twenty twenty four, you could have said the same thing you just said. Oh, the books know something. Look at all these shorties I mean, in here. These short guys. Golf is obviously the hardest to handicap. It's, we know that. Yeah, it's it's insane. Now, yeah, I, I, I obviously I agree with you. I, the odds as this thing keeps going is not going to be that we're going to keep having these long shot winners. At some point, it's going to crack, and a signature event with eighty guys and a lot of the best players in the world could be there. But I will say, it's not like Pebble is a perfect course for some of the top players in the world to differentiate themselves because it does – it is very difficult to gain strokes off the tee here. If you look at past champs, past top 10 guys, we looked on – bet the number, uh, the, the course breakdown. If you look at the top, the top 10, top five guys, top 20 guys over the last however many years, uh, like gaining strokes off the tee is hard to do. And so if you're Scotty Scheffler, like what would you rather play? Would you rather play a course – like Pebble, or would you rather play a course that's longer, like Tory, that allows you to leverage your ball striking, your long irons, your mid irons, your bombing, your you know you know like what would you rather play? You would not rather play Pebble. So I do think that Pebble allows for even more vari some some variance. So I th I, I would say I mean it's it's a shorter course too and all of that. I mean I, I I would agree there. The thing is though I think when you're looking at if you're trying to do this yourself. Without a fantastic site like Bet the Number, which I don't know why you wouldn't have Bet the Number anyway, you're going to look and you're going to say, well, you know, there's all these players in this field that don't have a great history here because they don't have a history here because this field never really has, they've just not had the greatest players in the world like they're mm -hmm. having this week. You really can't even look at that this week at all outside of the guys that we that are up there that we typically see play here. There's just not a lot. I mean, Scheffler. Yeah, you know, Rory, freaking Rory, Morikawa, Hovland doesn't I mean, even come here very much. I think he came here last year. He, um, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that too. I posted in the in the Discord some things about guys who have finished in the top twenty over the last few years and how what kind of experience they had at Pebble. I, I don't necessarily think that um, a, that great experience is necessary at Pebble, but I do think some. Uh, Jordan Speed talked about it at a press conference a couple years ago, like having some understanding of pebble as a we're gonna this is a ten dollar word we're gonna hear a lot this week microclimate pebble kind of being this microclimate of its own and having some of the nuance it has he talked about how he thinks experience or at least some laps around here do matter but i mean if you look at guys who've won or top five like plenty of them have miscuts and bad finishes and yeah. you know they've just got a couple laps around it um so i i don't i agree i don't think like the course history thing is is uh super mandatory this week i don't think it's going to be that hard to figure out it's going to be hey hit the fairway at all costs even if you have to lay off you know lay back off the tee then it's attack and i hope you like poa slap you on the ass and tell you to go on and and, yeah. and i hope you can get out of bunkers because if you miss greens you're going to be in bunkers yeah that can you know that's it that's going to be the key to success so um all right let's let's look at the top of the board pat let's go ahead and start off with our season long Season-long fade. 
Again, huh. I clipped you last week. I clipped you again. I know. I had uh, Minwoo. Minwoo's been paying off nicely for me. I will say that. He's I've yes. had him two weeks. I wanted to go first. I wanted Minwoo. And well, you get to go first now. You get to go first. I now. know, but this is even tougher. I think this one was easier. I thought this was easier than last week. Now, I do think there's there's a, a line to be drawn, but I'm going well, look off of it. Look at Tony and his graphic totals. Look, I'm up on you by about 1.2 million. Good gosh. But you know what? I was thinking about this today as I was writing out the, the punishments. I'm, I'm like writing these punishments going, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And I was yeah. thinking, dude, I mean, we're, we're, we're choosing to fade guys in this 30 to 1 or shorter range. We are bound to pick a winner. And like oh, yeah. one, one or two winners is going to change the whole landscape of this thing. I, no lead is safe unless it just gets out of hand. Yeah. Um. Well, I went almost two totally different directions here. I almost went with the favorite. I literally almost was about to take Rory as my guy. But then I was thinking, <sighs> the ball's on you, huh? There's there's no way I can do that. <sighs> so instead, I'm going on the verge. And you may have to agree to this one, actually. But I, I think I'm going, this is the second time that I'm going with this guy. I'm going with Fitzy. I did look at Fitzy, and and he was, you know, our, our rule is thirty to one. At some point, he had he's moved a little bit. I think now he's what thirty five. I think he's a little longer, but mm. I don't know. We may have to have approval. Maybe Tony has to approve it. I, I, I so far we've handled this very gentlemanlike. Okay, because mm -hmm. I think we had an approval earlier in the year, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know, this is like playing golf, right? Playing match play, P playing mm -hmm. your member guest. Early in the match, if you want to give a guy, you know, a three-footer. Yeah, you could do it. I mean, you give listen, it early. Listen, I don't think Fitzy's – it's a little risky, too. This feels like a good – They're all risky. They're all, yeah. they're, they're all risky right now. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the three-footer at the beginning of the match. and I'm gonna, Okay, I'm well, that. I appreciate that. Because I know this is going to come up. I mean, this is a season-long bet. It's now, come up again. now, why did you why did you pick Fitzy? Well, here's here's a few reasons. Um, now, he actually fared well here at the at the U.S. Open, and he has mm -hmm. played here a few times. Um, you know, so I think I think Fitzy isn't like the worst. You know, I don't know, but I don't like what I'm seeing out here. I, he didn't he missed a cut at the Sony. He just doesn't seem right to me. Now, he did have a T6 here back in 2022, missed a cut here last year, but you said this just a minute ago. These guys are all over the place sometimes up here. They miss a cut, T6. He's not really showing out too well, though, in the BTN model that I'm looking at. 65th in the model. So I'm going to trust the model here, and uh, I'm, I'm just going to go with Fitzy. Of all the people up here, other than one particular guy who I actually like a lot this week, he is the worst in the 30 to one and under. So as far as the model is concerned, isn't this weird that I am trusting a freaking model? Yeah. Would you ever have said that? Would you, if you like eight years ago, when we first started tour junkies, you would like look forward and say, Pat is going to completely trust a model when it comes to a pick that you well, would never think that I would do. That. Pat has gotten older and wiser. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And when you know, the kind of people and the pedigree behind 
determining the model and you you realize what they know versus what you know and what everybody else knows you realize that you should probably just trust it yeah and odds are you'll be okay i am going to go with the guy that uh kind of screwed you last week i'm going with lud i'm going with thudvig 25 to 1 uh i you know i like i said this place toward pebble beach will neuter the distance off the tee he's gonna have to scale back now he does his long irons well the short irons because th this is a pebble beach is a wedge fest and a long iron con like there are more long irons than a lot of people realize and on pebble you can separate yourself with some long irons there's not a whole lot out of the middle of the bag ludwig's long irons are pretty good wedges not so good scrambling ability Ability out of the bunker, and obviously we're talking about a, a small sample size thus far, also not good. Now, if you watch some of the highlights that went around, I say highlights, lowlights that went around last week, you would think that Ludwig lost a ton of strokes putting on those POA surfaces last week, but he actually gained strokes putting overall for the event. Uh, I think he's a little more comfortable on POA than people realize, um, you know, but it's not like he set the world on fire and, and I'm just going to trust that he's going to be playing from similar spots as a lot of guys. And that's going to not let him separate himself the way he wants to. So I'm going Lud. All right. Those are the fades in the season long bet. What about guys you like in this 30 to one range or shorter? Well, um, this is one that I thought you were going to potentially go to, but I really like him this week. Jordan Spieth at 18 to one. Big fan. I actually uh, like Spieth too. Yeah. Well, what? Speaking of the season long bet, he really screwed me because I went against him at the at the uh, Century. Now, obviously, a much different course, but he did surprise me coming out the gates, looking pretty good that first week. He did. He, he's played here very well in the past. He's Does won Spieth, this golf tournament. So, do we like Spieth more here at Pebble if it's like? You know, let, let's say the weather, the, all the wind and all that stuff goes away by Thursday morning. And it's just all, the rest of the week is just cold and the place is wet, lift clean in place and, and wet. Do we like him more like that at Pebble or we do or do we like him more if the wind kind of gets going and and maybe they don't get as much rain and the place firms up a little bit? I, I like him more yeah. with with more difficult conditions. I would I would like him a little bit better. Mm hmm. And, and, you know, we've seen him win an Open Championship. We've seen just the way he plays the game is very feel-oriented in, in itself, which I think lends itself to more difficult conditions because you're having to think of how to play a shot and not just, you know, bomb and gouge or, you know, you really got to think your way around the, this golf course. So I think that Spieth at 18-1 to 1 is, is a pretty good bet. Um, you know, also, DB, I, I'm just – Back in on JT, Justin Thomas. I, I like him. He's at 30 to 1 on, on a lot of sites that you can get to. I'm a big fan of that. And then I would probably would say if I'm going to go up near the favorites, I'm probably looking at Vic. Looking at Hovland there at 12 to 1 if you want to bet a favorite. Now, it's hard to go against Scheffler. I would certainly say but if, I was, if we were going to argue between Scheffler and Rory, I would certainly go Scheffler over Rory here. But um, I, I think if I of the top three, I would go Victor. Uh, I got another guy, and I want to talk about Victor before I do. I want to remind everybody to check out our friends at SoBet. SoBet, 
is our favorite betting platform that we uh, that we've ever seen. So check it out. Link in the description. Promo code TJ. You can sign up. Promo code TJ trial also gets you your first month for free. They've got so many good handicappers dishing out NFL bets. I saw a bunch of greens, check marks, and units being won for the conference championships on Sunday. NFL bets are going to be flying off the freaking – I mean, they're going to be going nuts. Everybody's getting one. Uh, insert Oprah gift. You get a Super Bowl prop bet. You get a Super Bowl prop bet. It's all there for SoBet. Check it out. It's only uh, $9.95 a month. Unlimited access. You can cancel anytime. We drop exclusive bets in there as well. And, uh, yeah, check out our friends at SoBet. Link in the description. I, I'm i avoiding any favorite shorter than 18-1. to 1. I just – for, for a lot of reasons I've already mentioned, so I'm well, out. On, we know this. We, we you've you've never. Well, I'm saying if I if I I mean I don't. I mean if I were gonna bet one of those favors, I'm out. I, I just I tried. I would give you one. I gave you I gave you two favorites last week. I gave you Homa and and Cow at twelve to one. But I, I I'm not interested in them here at Pebble. Um, I know Vix had some success here. U.S. Juniors, uh, U.S. Open, obviously. Um, U.S. Amateur, not U.S. U.S. Am. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm, I'm not. I think my two favorite bets in this range are JT, yes, who you mentioned, and then second favorite is Max Homa again, and then Spieth is close behind. But but I think if I had to pick one out of those two at eighteen to one, I I got to give a slight edge to Max still, just just for the approach play, um, the, the Cali connection. Obviously, Spieth has a great connection here in in uh, in Pebble as a past winner, but. Um, I guess I still, even though Spieth showed some showed us something at the century, we know how erratic he can be. I still think I trust Homa a little more at eighteen to one. Decent finish at the Farmers T thirteen, nothing to nothing to be upset about there. Um, so I, I think I go Homa there. Homa and JT are my two favorites, but I love the next two ranges, so I'm probably not gonna have. I might have JT on the on DB's big balls betting card. I might. I don't think that I have written down more names for the next two ranges Same. than I have in a golf tournament all Same. year. Long. And I can't bet them all. Well, there are a lot. Of, it depends. Um, well, yeah, there are a lot. Okay, let's let's. Uh, By the way, I will just go ahead and say because I've put this in the nut hut. Um, I have already bet. Well, actually, I didn't put these. I need to add it. <laughs> I've already bet Spieth and JT. Oh wow! Look at and uh, look, some of the ones I'm about to talk about. But look at Pat's not that a little anyone... teaser, a little teaser there. Get in the nut hut, people. Not that anyone. I'm all about ads tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that anyone really cares. Betting card hitting early, gotta love it. Um, all right, yeah. Let, let's kick it off with this range. I I, I want to start. I, if you think that the first PGA Tour event in 2024, I get Tommy Ladd Fleetwood after beating Rory in Dubai. If you think I'm not betting Tommy Ladd at 40 to 1, you don't know me, sir or ma'am. You don't know me. You don't. I am a 100% firing on that. I don't care what boxes he is or is not checking. I don't care. I spent almost the entire season last year blowing units all over Tommy Fleetwood. Hmm. None of now, them. Now, wait a second. None of them made it. Check. Wait, Tony. <laughs> Tony. I did that on purpose. I knew that was mark, coming. Mark that one. Go ahead, mark that I one. I knew that Tony. was coming. I knew it was Time coming. Time out. Time out. Since we're in, <laughs> so, so we're in this mode, go ahead and mark. I that. I will not miss 
that in an 80 man field, give me stellar approach play. Give it to me. 40 to one. Tommy Ladd was hit early this morning. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I'm I don't know. How you units with, I'm blowing units with you. <laughs> well, I'll tag you in. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it together. God. <laughs> um, this there, th- dude. There are so many names in here. I was like dying to. I, I, well, let's do this. We'll we'll, we'll go. Pop, we'll do some popcorn reading. I did. I do one. You do one. Let's go back and forth so we don't get all. We don't say the same guys. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm I'm going to start with a guy I loved from uh, the immediate. I mean, he had me at sixty five to one. Eric Cole. You know, I'm sorry yes. if you didn't. I mean, if Eric Cole screwed you last week, we probably told you that yeah. we had some fatigue last week, and I didn't think it was the best yeah. fit for him anyway. This week is. This is an Eric Cole week, and you're getting him at 65 to one. I think he's gotten a lot shorter since he came out at that number. I, I don't know if he's still around 65 to one. Come back in on the water with Eric Cole. Okay, all right. There's no, there's no toddlers in the water peeing everywhere like there, there was last week, okay? It's clean water. They just put new chlorine in the pool. Everything is fine. All the levels are good. It's time to go on Eric Cole at 65 to 1. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like, we're about to list off a bunch of names in here. Um, <laughs> Tony with an inside joke in the chat. Yeah. Um, okay. Another guy at the same number that I was very eager to, to bet. And, Pat, this is what I'm saying. This, this is what I'm talking about. You're so excited about this range. You said, I don't think I've ever written down more names in here. Yet I know. You, I totally You started the show by going, this is a week where it's all going to get right. But that doesn't mean I can't have fun with all these numbers. Yeah, well, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun with numbers. Um, I mean – he, you know, he, he disappoints me a lot, but Russell Henley at 65, again, given the skill set, a guy who's, who's you know, gonna, gonna, his, his iron play is so good. Wedge play is solid, great around the greens, great out of bunkers. Hadn't played here in a while. For what reason? I'm not sure. Uh, T4 at the Sony. Give me, give me uh, Russell Henley at 65. Golly, love it. Damn. I bet we're going to, I mean, yeah. I bet we're going to love all these. Big fan of Henley. All right. Another one you got to go back in on. Now, we didn't get to see him last week, which was fine. I'm, I'm fine with the break. Benny on. 40 to 1. Jump on in. Benny on. Love it. Top 15 here, by the way. Most people may not remember at the 2019 U.S. Open. So, I, I think Benny on, the way he's playing right now, look, it, it is – I would say that people probably didn't think the Sony was necessarily the best fit for Ben because of the fact that he's pretty long off the tee. A lot of, you know, it's always kind of think that those guys don't tend to play these courses well. I think it's a perfect comp for how well he did at the Sony Open for playing well here, other than, you know, the different green types. So Can I like I s- Benny. As a big time Benny on fan, I mean, we, we love Benny on. We're going to get some content with Benny. He's agreed to do some content with us next week at the Waste Management. Can I just say I don't have a good feeling about him right now? I don't have what? a good feeling. I, I don't have a good feeling about him here. I just don't. I, I think next week, next week, I have a great feeling. I just don't have it right now for Benny on. And I, I, I he's ha- got the vibes going, and they're just going to continue to go. Okay. 
I don't, I mean, that's fine. I am, uh, let me tell you a vibe who I, you know, was all over in the fall. And I'm, I'm, I told you, I told you, what if, what if this is a Wyndham Clark situation? A guy who hits it long off the tee, who gains strokes off the tee, who's a fantastic putter, but a perennially garbage iron player. What if he found something? What if he's using Sean Foley's pro sender? You know, you don't even know. He could have that little thing in between his elbows, and now all of a sudden he's mm. finished. He's figured it out. Bo Hostler, I'm telling you, I am telling you, he, he loves him some pebble, great finishes here the last couple of years, and he is clicking with the irons. He's picked up right back where he left off in the fall. Bo Hostler is at 70 to 1, last I checked, on FanDuel. Bo is on the card right now. If I had to narrow it down in this range, Bo's Bo's coming with me. Okay. Fine. I got more. You got more? I got two yeah, more. Yeah, I got one that I'm I'm a huge fan. I've not mentioned this guy all year, I don't think. But this is another week for him. And you would probably be I, I feel like this guy has not really been talked to this year much. He's coming off of a top twenty five finish at the Sony. So he didn't play the American Express or the Farmers. He has two straight top 15 finishes here. One was a T4 last year. Denny McCarthy. Yep. I'm going with him. I mean, he's 60, 65 to 1. It's time to it's time to throw in on a Wait, little Denny. Hold on. He was 80. He was 80? He's 80 right now on FanDuel and points bet. 80. Where did I see that number then? 65. Uh, DraftKings. Okay. Yeah, I must have been looking at DraftKings. Dude, but we can just talk about Denny while we're here. Yes. Agree. Okay. Like, this is a perfect spot for Denny. Perfect spot. Yeah. And I don't know. And, and, and like, and I was, I've never been a Denny D rider. No, you have not. I've never been a Denny D rider. <laughs> Another clip. Clip that one. I've, I've never been one. And, and there are a bunch of them out there, brother. A, you yeah. know, our, our best, or one of our best buddies, Joe Idoni, certified Denny D rider. Okay. Card carrying. I wouldn't be shocked if he's changed. He's like legally changed his middle name to like Denny. I, I've never been on the guy. I, I got to get this 80 to one. Before I saw him at 80 to one and I was like, what? What? A hundred percent. Yes. If you, if you rode Denny to, to just absolute bankruptcy last year, Betting him over and over again at 30 to 1 and 25 to 1. And you remember that? Like, we saw that. Oh, everyone, I, I had a memorial, I think. And everyone just knew the wind was coming. He is 80 to 1 at Pebble Beach. You just have to do that. You have to do it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. All right. I think that's it for me in this range. Okay. You may have. I, I, I've I got agreed with six you more in the next range. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to narrow this down, but we'll, we'll, we'll move. We'll try to move quickly. Um, I'm, we're going to have to use bet the number to help us sort this out. That's what we're going to have to do. And you should be using bet the number as well. Do not forget that you can use the promo code TJ when you go to check out and you get $5 off the monthly sub. You get $50 off the annual sub. If you're a discord member, you can message me. We've sent out a bunch of, bunch of unique codes to discord members in the last 29 days. Bet the number went live January 1st. The site has already drastically made some great improvements, and it's more are coming. Um, it is 
a great one-stop shop for everything you need, fantasy-wise, betting-wise, props, anything golf analytics. Bet the numbers got you covered. Click the link in the description. Promo code TJ gets you the discount, but if you're a Discord-paying member, you can DM me or Pat, and we can send you a unique code to get an even bigger annual discount. That's, that's the important part. You can DM DB or yeah. me, okay? Yeah. If you're intimidated by DB and you don't want to, you're 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 worried about like messing up his day by sending him a D, send me a DM. I don't get a lot of DMs. Everyone, please send Pat DM. Send me a DM about bet the number, okay? Somebody do it. First person that does it, you'll send him a single ball marker. You will get a ball marker, and then I'll throw in some extra stuff. You just <laughs> send me a DM that you want the you want the code. See, that's the hack. Is people, you know. If you order a single ball marker because Pat hates sending a single ball marker, he will add in other stuff. Yeah, but I kind of got rid of that a hack recently. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, because we're out of ball markers for the most part, so I took okay. them off the site. <laughs> so you can't do that. Um, DM Pat for a single ball marker. Okay. Um, all right, let's let's move on. The, let's do the same thing in this range because uh, I have a bunch of names in here too. I, I got to start. You just did Denny. Also, Brian Harmon. Anybody? We talked about him at the beginning of the show, but yeah, he, he's also eighty to one on on Fanduel. This guy, I mean, this place is as built for him as any place, uh, except for the Poa. I mean, if it were Bermuda, it'd be a full sin. But still, Brian Harmon at eighty to one. I, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. All right, you go. Well, I'm going to stick with the, the hot hand a little bit here in Kevin Yu. I mean, the guys that, you know, I think you can get up. You you start, it started this week at about 120 to one, but I'm seeing them as short as 80 to one on DraftKings. But the guy has been playing extremely well. He's got two straight top 10 finishes, has a top 10 here last year. Um, you look at across the board, like, I mean, he checks a lot of boxes off the tee. You know, you look at, you know, approach from those longer iron uh, from that perspective on the BTN model. Um, I, I think that Kevin Yu is a, you know, very good fit for this golf course. I like him. So if you can get him at 100 to 1 or 80 to 1, 90 to 1, whatever, anywhere in there, I'm going to bet him. I have concerns with Kevin Yu. Um, I understand the hot hand. I, I, I do. He, you know, when he came out on tour last year, he, he did not necessarily light it up with the putter. He's a pretty terrible putter. If you look at his player page on bet the number, the putting is God awful, um, which I, I think is a problem at Pebble beach. I think it could be another putting contest, right? He's another one. His average ball speed is way up there, way up there. Absolute. Yeah. Nukes it. He driver is out of his hands quite a lot at Pebble as well. Much more so than the farmers and 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 even PGA West. So I have a little bit of I have a little bit of reservation on Kevin Yu, although I understand the hot hand. Uh, I will see your Kevin Yu and raise you a uh Chris Kirk. Mm. I'm, going, I'm going another bulldog. Henley, Harmon, Chris Kirk was a hundred to one this morning on FanDuel. Again, I don't is this does what about this course doesn't doesn't sue Chris Kirk. Uh, nothing. 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 A hundred to one. That's what I'm saying. With all these guys in here, you get so many guys who have been, who have won on the PGA Tour even multiple times. 
at 75 to 1, 65 to 1 or longer. That's incredible value for an 80 man field that could be a could be a, an interesting high variance golf tournament again. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm you know, with give you. me Chris Curry. I don't care, you know, I don't care how much or how little necessarily some of these guys have played. I mean, he he tends to make a point to play here. He didn't play here last year, but did the previous five for five out of six years. Um, T16 finish back in 2021 was his best. But the way he's playing at the moment, the way he's hitting it, I mean, his irons have been incredible. And, and you know, one of the things that we don't talk about, I don't think a lot of people talk about, there are these guys who have ridiculous accuracy off the tee, and, and I don't, not necessarily that Chris Kirk has that. I don't think he necessarily does, like Brian Harmon, Denny McCarthy do. Another guy that I'm going to talk about here in a second if you don't say his name. But there are guys who are stupid accurate with the driver that on certain holes here at Pebble can still hit driver when a lot of other guys will be laying back. Like, you know, somebody might be hitting a, two, a driving iron or a fairway wood or something off the tee. And these guys know that because they can hit that driver so damn straight, they actually, you know, get to hit last sometimes in their group and not always first because they're hitting driver. There, yeah. there are guys that can take advantage of that, and that's going to give them more wedge opportunities here. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right. Why, if we liked Sep Straka so much last week, do we not like him this week? And now I we said I didn't we, like him. No, neither did I. We said that I, don't I, know I who would like him right now. I don't. I don't like. I, him. I like him this week. I actually what? like Sep this week. There's a lot of reasons to like Sep this week. How are there a lot of reasons to like Sep this week, and there were no reasons to like Sep last week? Well. Here's the reason I like Seth. 15th on approach with small greens, which I think is a very interesting thing to look at when you are talking about a course like this with the smallest greens on tour. And you know what? We don't see that. We don't get to look at that a lot. So I love that about BTN. We're looking at approach on those long irons. He's 12th in the field there. In, in general, his strokes wow. gain approach is very good. Now, look, I get it. You're looking if you look at his recent form, the T12 at the Century was pretty good. The miscut at the Farmers, I didn't like him last week, but I I thought he was too short. He was steamed up a ton, and that that was really what caused me to you know kind of look back and say like, all right, Sepp Straka is getting steamed up a lot. Where did he go from like seventy to eighty to one to like forty to one? Like he went, it was ridiculous. That I don't like. But you're going to get Sep this week at 110 to 1. I'll take it. I like it a little bit better. Sep's a guy that I think can win a golf tournament like this. Um, just like I think Keith Mitchell. We're going to talk two Bulldogs right there. Keith Mitchell, same thing. 110 to 1 right in that range. I like I like Keith Mitchell as well. The guy who's also performed extremely well on this golf course in the past and has a top 10 recently. So I, I do think um, I think Keith Mitchell is another one that I like in here. I'd rather have Mitchell than Sepp. Um, by the way, you can build a hell of a Georgia Bulldog lineup this week. In, in oh, yeah, you can. I know this is a DFS show. Uh, speaking of Georgia Bulldogs, the guy who came runner-up to Justin Rose last year, Brendan Todd, is definitely in play as, as well at 110-1 to 1 on FanDuel. He's got a runner-up and a T-16 finish here the last two years. Look at the ball striking to start the year. The iron play has been fantastic. Um, you know, probably a lot less opportunities for him to gain strokes off the tee at the Century and the Sony, which he lost strokes on both of those. 
But look at his – this is what I'm talking about with a guy like Brennan Todd. Brennan Todd has one of the highest driving accuracy rates of anyone on the PGA Tour. It's nearly 70% in the last 24 rounds. If you look at his off-the-tee numbers at Pebble the last two years, he's gained a stroke and, all, and three quarters of a stroke off the tee, which he normally doesn't do. He doesn't normally gain a lot of strokes off the tee, and I think it's because of what I just talked about. He can pull driver on some holes where a lot of guys are like, you know what, I'm just going to hit it 265, 275 with this three iron or this driving iron or this whatever, and he's still hitting driver 285, and he's got a little shorter club into these greens, and I think it helps. I, I think Brendan Todd at 110 to 1 is also very nice, and you're getting another guy, multiple PJ Tour winner, who we know can close the door. Love it. I got a couple more. Who else you got here? And then we'll wrap this up because I don't have a whole lot of bombs over 125. But no, that's it. That's it for me. I, I've got two bombs and that's it. All right. Quickly, uh, two past champions here. Hoagie and Nick Taylor are interesting to me. When you get these guys on these golf courses, you know, that are just much better fits for them. And, you know, Tom Hoagie, we talked to, you know, a year or so ago. He loves golf courses where everybody plays from the same place off the tee. He loves those where he can flex the iron play. And the iron play has been trending nicely. Nick Taylor, both of those guys, again, 110 to 1. Big numbers. Not, not guys I'm necessarily excited about at 50 or 60 to 1 if they're there, but huge numbers. The last name I want to throw out, Pat, a guy who has been hot so far in 2024 with two things. Irons and putting. I know where you're going. Actually, I don't. Go ahead. This is wild, okay? And maybe it's not safe. Maybe maybe this is unprotected handicapping. Maybe this should be a top 10. As I'm saying it, it's probably a top 10. But wouldn't it just be weird as hell if Matthew Pavon continued to do I, the thing? At a hundred about it, twenty-five to one on points bet. Yeah, Avon, Machu. <laughs> I actually have him written down, and I, I'm going to give mean, you. I'm going to give you credit because I was a little too nervous to mention him again. But the guy has just been. He's been he gained four and a half strokes with his irons at the Sony. He gained five point four with his irons last week at the Farmers. I don't know what he did at the MX because the tour screwed up the freaking shot link. He gained eight strokes putting between those two events. Obviously, the, the the farmers gained six putting on POA. Like now he's he's horribly inaccurate off the tee. That could be a problem. Yeah, that could be a but little the bit of problem. irons are so scorching hot. First win on the PJ tour. Right after that, like pro this is probably not a great spot. However, you know. At 125 to one, I mean, the guy did win on the DP World Tour. It's not like it's not his first professional win. Like he's a play, he's, well, and he can just absolutely put the lights out of the golf ball too. I said it on Saturday night. Saturday night, I see some stuff on Twitter. I was doing my Prize Picks underdog stuff, and I saw some people on Twitter like, "Oh, Pavon's gonna, you know, he's gonna regress. He's not gonna putt like this forever." And he may not. Obviously, putting is how it's very. But I was like, "Dude, the guy was 18th on the DP World Tour last season in putting." All he's done since he's shown up to the PJ Tour is put the hell out of it. Why, why would we stop thinking in the fourth round that he was just going to forget how to putt? I bought it. We bought him on price picks. We bought him on underdog, and those cashed. I, I just think 
the guy's still hot. Again, probably a safer if you just want to hit a if you just want to hit a bomb top ten on a guy who's hot. Matthew Pavon top ten is probably a better play. But 125 to one is dang tempting to me. Yeah. All right. What about bomb category? Who do you got? Two bombs. Over 125 to one. Two bombs. One is um, more just a just a general thought that this this guy just plays good on the West Coast, and we saw some form last week. And I know you love him. And sometimes I like to do things just for you, TB. Oh. So Mav McNeely, Mav McNeely at one hundred and seventy-five to one. I'm going to fire in a little bit on. You know, I think this is a, you know, this to me is a good is a good fit for him. We, we saw him. Uh, let me let me. Well, he grew up playing Cyprus, and he's he lo- this is his favorite place on earth to play. That, yeah, that's- you know, he's had a second place finish here, which is probably the one time he had a shot to win, right? Like a real shot. Seems yeah, like that was that, that was. It doesn't seem like that was as long ago as 2021, but I guess it was. Um, he did withdraw from this event last year. He's not going to check a whole lot of boxes for you, but still, Mav, um, I like there at 175 to one. And then Hubs, man, Mark Hubbard, great course fit for Mark Hubbard. Now he is going to show up a lot when you look at various models when you're you're talking about strokes gain approach, you know, driving accuracy, very accurate off the tee. Um, you know, he's has wait, played, Hubbard? Hubbard is not accurate off the tee. Oh, I guess he is. I'm looking yes. at it. I guess uh, he straightened it out a little bit. I mean, I'm looking at a model that I made. Yeah, you're four, right. 14th in driving accuracy in this field. Um, T20 last week, um, has a you know top 20 here last year. I like Hubbard there at 150 to one. He also gained 8.4 strokes on approach at the farmers. That's a lot. Now the farmers, you're obviously hitting more middle mid irons and long irons, but that's a lot. I like Hubbard too. Two hundred to one is is enticing. I got uh, I got only one one other name. If if it just keeps getting weird, I think Brandon Wu at two fifty to one is mm-hmm. somewhat interesting. Yeah, uh, 18th place finish at the Sony. Missed the cut at the Amex, but he still shot eleven under. Uh, runner up here last year at Pebble. Hit the ball great. Lost a little bit around the greens. Um, kind of a you know, above average accurate guy off the tee, kind of average ball speed, um, really good bunker player, uh, and gains gain strokes on approach at a at a solid clip. His green and reg numbers are much higher than a lot of guys in this range. Two fifty is a nice number. So Brandon Wu would be a, a reach, but uh yeah. Let's let's go with that. All right, let's do the top twenty six pack. I've got the wheel right here. Ooh, we'll go. Oh, I'm so nervous about that. I forgot. Let's do the top twenty six pack. And then we're going to do the wheel. Now, we are doing top 20s, even though it's an 80-man field event, no cut. We found plenty of – I mean, I found plenty of plus money value. We talked about a lot of these names already. So, uh, let's see. If I'm going to start with two locks, I'm going to start with Justin Thomas, plus 105. The thing we didn't say about Justin is I do think JT is a weatherproof kind of guy. I think he's good in the soft, let's throw darts with our wedges contest. And I also think he's good if it's windy and, and somewhat biblical. So I, I like JT top 20, 105 on DraftKings. All right. Well, I'll steal this one from you, but I do like it. I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood plus 125. <gasps> Tommy lad, talk to me. Um, okay. Yep. Stole that one. Uh, my next lock, I'm going to give you, you know, I, I'm going to, 
I'm going to lock in Brendan Todd at plus 250. I actually think B. Todd top 20 plus 250 is in the lock category for me. Okay. I, I don't mind that. Um, then I will go with Denny McCarthy at plus 210. Solid. All right, so the four locks, Denny, Tommy Ladd, Brendan Todd, Justin Thomas, all top 20s. My bomb at 4-1 to one or longer is going to be the guy I just talked about, Brandon Wu at 4-1. to one. Like I said, above average accuracy, average ball speed off the tee, uh, runner-up finisher last year, and solid iron play, good around the greens. I'll take Brandon Wu, 4-1. to one. All right, well, there's not a whole lot that are at 4-1 to one and over on yeah. in this field, so there's not a whole lot of choices. So I'll just go with Mad McNeely at uh, plus 400 also. That's probably the the next safest bet. If you're, you know, buying into the course history angle, obviously Mav quite comfy here, quite familiar with the 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 Pebble Beach courses on offered this week. All right, let's uh, let's update the people on what's going on next week. We will be at the Waste Management. By the way, if you're going to be there, let us know. Send us a uh, you know DM on Twitter, Instagram, email us info at tourjunkies.com. DM us on Discord. Let us know. We're uh, we'd love to meet as many of you as possible on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll be there doing the media thing. Um, we're going to get some great content with some friends out there. Uh, our friends at Swannies will be hanging out in the merch area at Waste Management. We'll probably spend some time with them. We're going to be at the DK Sportsbook on Tuesday night. Looking forward to that. Going to see the on-site DK Sportsbook there at TPC Scottsdale. The We will be doing shows next week. It will be... It will be crazy, but we're going to figure that out. Um, I'm flying out on Monday. Pat will already be there by Monday, but we're we're going to figure it out, and we'll let you know. And um, on Friday, we do have – I meant to say this on a couple of shows ago, and I forgot. Friday, we're playing golf at a course called Dobson Ranch, which is a sick muni in great shape, and these people love to party and play golf. Yeah. There's music everywhere. The vibe is killer. It is right up our alley. We still have, I think, three spots left. Uh, we're, we're just, we just reserved a couple tee times for some listeners uh, to hang out with and play some golf with. We're going to play early Friday morning. Unfortunately, it's very, very early. Very early. We'd see off at like 7.30 in the morning on Friday. It'll be chilly. It'll be early. But we'll get our coffee, maybe a Bloody Mary or two, and we'll take off because me and Pat have to fly out on Friday afternoon. Uh, we will be at the Waste Management on Thursday, too, hanging around, uh, having a good time. So if you're out there, hit us up, let us know. I think that's it. Now it is time for the Wheel of Punishments. Let's go through. Uh, get a good spin, by the way. When you spin this thing, I, I want you to like, you know, put some put some muscle into it. Okay. Again, the 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 loser at the end of the PGA Tour season in August, the loser is going to have to do whatever punishment this lands on. And that loser is the person whose players that they are choosing to fade in that shorter than 30 to one range that we talked about at the top of the show. If they have more total earnings on the season in dollars, they are the loser. So lowest total wins, highest total loses, and we'll do what is on this here wheel. Now, let's run through a couple of these. And I will say, whatever it lands on, there are there is some room for uh, some tweaking as we go. Just there's I, I I had to keep it kind of broad on the wheel because there's not a lot of room. Uh, and thank you to all the listeners and people who sent in some some suggestions. It was it was funny. A lot of them didn't work, but uh, or yeah. weren't. And there were only a, a couple of vetoes. <laughs> there were only a couple of vetoes. All right. 
the first one is attend an, a lame concert. Now, if that if that happens, we would definitely take suggestions for what lame concert that should be. And it would probably be a place that we would travel to and we'd have to go. A lot, a lot of these we're going to do by ourselves, but we, we might bring one person to record and have content come from it because we would not want to do this without getting content from it. Uh, there is go on a, a, a lovely date with a cardboard Siwoo Kim. So go on a date with our sweet Kore South Korean prince. Mm -hmm. This one I love, only if you lose. I, this might be, honestly, this might be my favorite. Hmm. A Scott Stallings to a day. And Scott Stallings did say he would do this. If we would travel to Tennessee, where he lives, and Scott would put us through a workout in the morning and a workout in the afternoon, the Scott Stallings way. And I, either one of us will, will die, will die. But the content yeah. that could come out of that could be fantastic. Hmm. This one could also be funny. It, depending on what kind of access we could get and microphone, camera, we could get, you know, behind this, maybe it'd have to be a caddy cam. But uh, one of us would have to sign up and play in some sort of USGA qualifier. Doesn't have to be like the US Open, but like a USGA qualifying event. Pat is a 12 handicap. I am an eight. I mean, I would probably have to lie about the hand or like, <laughs> yeah, we have to be something. I'd have to figure out something to get my handicap. Well, I couldn't yeah. lie because it's a USGA. We, we may have to, uh, if anybody that, if anybody listening works for the USGA, we may have to have you like sneak us in. Yeah. Um, attend a WNBA game solo. Get a real Golby tattoo. So our mascot, our blind squirrel mascot, Golby. Yeah. There's a listener's choice option on here, Pat, where if it lands on that, we will have the listeners decide. Um, this one is very interesting. Let me let me tell you, the, the fringe benefits of being a Nut Hut member, not the ones we talk about, but there are other fringe benefits. By the way, I see people in the chat talking about all the stuff I have to ship to you. Yes, I, it's, I'm, all, I'm looking at it all. It's all boxed. It's all addressed. It's like... 20 boxes that I have to get in my car and go down to the post office and spend two hours of my life shipping. I will get it. I'm sorry, but it's free. So shut up. Another fringe benefit. <laughs> no, it is not Tony. Uh, is one of us would have to travel and be a butler for the day to a tour junkies, nut hut member that would be chosen through some other sort of contest. Hmm. That one could be interesting. That one really could be interesting. Uh, this one would be another physically challenging situation. Caddy an 18-hole pro-am for one of our PJ Tour buddies. Uh, we have plenty of caddies that would happily give up the bag for a full day in the pro-am. Uh, and Pat and I have both put that bag, put a few bags on our back before. Uh, it, it would take me a while to recover from that. Yeah. Well, it would take me, yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, this is ending in August, but we would have to do this in the winter. We have a lot of listeners who live in these cold, frigid areas, and you guys are always pissing and moaning about it in the Discord, you know, in the fall and the winter. But we would travel somewhere where they do a big, like, community polar plunge, and you jump in a frozen lake or, a, oh. or not a frozen Hey, I've already kind of, I've kind of done that already. Have so, you? Yeah. You didn't see it? No. What? Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that is it. That is that. Those are the punishments. Those right. are the punishments. So, are we ready? I'm very nervous, but yeah, I'm ready. Says the guy who's uh, you're losing. I mean, one. I'm losing right $2 now. Million. So, 
Yeah. Here we go. Oh, that was a good spin. Attend a lame concert. <laughs> okay. That one I'm okay with. I'm kind of okay with it. All right. Attend a lame concert. You got to go by yourself or like borderline by yourself. Tony, it, Tony already talked about an idea for that one. Yeah. All right. I mean, it obviously has to be somebody that everybody knows, right? Like it, it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be. Yeah. And, and it also needs to be somebody that, that at least me, you, Tony would agree is lame. Okay. All right. It has to be that too, it, but it could be at an interesting location. Listen, if a, if a, a TJ listener or Nuthud member wants to invite us to one of, you know, to that concert, we will go with you and you can video the content for us. I think that could be fun. Yeah. All right. We'll figure okay. that out. Attend a lame concert. I think we, I think that one's not bad. It's not terrible. Mm. I really wanted the Scott Stallings two a day for you though. I will say that. Well, all right. Check out the Danny Woodhead stuff. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl with Danny. He's got a couple of funny stories about him playing in the Super Bowl, his takes on the Super Bowl. And um, yeah, all that is on the end of the DFS show. And don't forget to check out Woodhead on the state of golf on Friday. We'll drop on our YouTube channel. Also, I will be doing a live preview. I think Pat might try to join me as well. We're going to do a live preview for Mayakoba, which also starts this week. All right. I think that's it. Good show. Bend over your bookies. See ya. Oh, if I'm not leaving <laughs> this building until there is a finger yeah. up my ass.